Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalist are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. Cliff, I open every podcast with that statement, and it's true, it's inseparable, and it's for this reason. If you look at our laws and you compare it to the Bible, especially if you go to the Old Testament, you look in the first five books, namely Leviticus, you will see that our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution were founded on those principles and precepts. And the founders of this country and the framers of our Constitution knew that those would be the moral foundational principles that this country could abide by to be a just and civil society where people really would have the opportunity to be free and live a life in pursuit of happiness. And what's happened over time is because that's based on God being authority. Man has evil in his heart, and that came from the Garden of Eden and Satan tempting Adam and Eve. And because man is evil, man wants to be his own God. And we talked about evil last week and what evil must have been in the heart of that young man to go into Uvalde, Texas and shoot so many innocent children and adults. And evil is the problem. And it's because we've left our plumb line. The plumb line is out of our education system. It's out of our courts in a lot of places where we've taken the Ten Commandments out of public buildings. It's out of the family where the father should be the head of the household in leading the household in righteousness and seeking God and his worth and his truth. I think most religions even would agree that we need a plumb line that stands for character, integrity, morality, and justice for our nation to abide by. But because of evil and evil in the heart of man wanting to be their own God, it's led this nation astray. And because of one particular party, the Democrat Party, who would prostitute themselves in any way they can for money, power, and control, our nation is sliding down a slippery slope. I've read Psalm 141.4 to you before. Evil acts begin with evil desires. Those evil desires are for money, power, and control. Proverbs 4.19, but the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. And that is the euphoric, narcissistic, socialist people in this nation who don't believe in an authority in God, who are stumbling in the dark, and they don't know why. And it's because of their heart. It's because of the evil that is predominant in America today. America is a nation on loan by God. God allowed us to exist as a free society to be a blessing to the world, and we have been. But human secularism, which is also existentialism, meaning that in essence you could be your own God and do what you want to do, is taking the soul of America. It's atheistic, meaning there is no God, but the God is the person themselves. And that means there's no plumb line because everything goes. 
I've raised this question before. If we're not a Judeo-Christian nation built on the founding principles and precepts of the Bible, then what is our plumb line? What are we built on? Right now, it is money, power, control, status, appearance, material possession, all of which becomes the gods of the human individual. Evil and corruption sit in the place where justice should be, and then now even our legal system is affected. You see, when people have power, and that's part of that control, they think they can live above the law. And remember, we're saying here that our law was based on the Bible. And I want to read to you out of 1 John in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 4. And I'm going to read it out of my good old Geneva Bible, the first Bible that was brought here to the United States. And there's some big words in it. And remember, it's the King's English. So I'm going to try and get through this. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was made manifest, that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin, speaking of Jesus Christ. Whoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither hath known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Remember the Garden of Eden. For this purpose was made manifest the Son of God, that he might loose the works of the devil. Jesus Christ, we believe, came to die on the cross to forgive us of our sin and loose us from the curse that was brought upon us because of the devil in the Garden of Eden. Verse 9. Whosoever is born of God sinneth not, for his seed remaineth in him, neither can he sin because he is born of God. In this are the children of God known and the children of the evil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And what we're talking about here is the law. And the law that we have was based on God's law. And when there is no recognition of the authority of God and his law that is in our law, then human law becomes the order of the day. And it is based now on human secularism and some euphoric, narcissistic, socialist progressives who think that almost they're gods themselves and can do whatever they want to do according to their own personal desire and wishes. You know, I, I think of the hypocrisy we see in so many levels in America today and that we talk about how this young man could go and, and shoot so many innocent people and kill them. And it was tragic. And so many precious lives were lost. But yet we have states like California that will allow abortion and I'm going to call it infanticide up to the point of a baby being born and then destroyed. What hypocrisy when they talk about the Second Amendment rights, which is a whole different story, and the situ situation in Uvalde in the tragic loss of life. And it was compared to what they're doing to life and the sanctification of life as created by God and killing innocent babies.
And then we see it taken a step further this week, Cliff, and what's happened uh, against Judge Kavanaugh and the lawlessness and the type of people that would stoop to such a low level to promote their own thirst for money, power, and control and unrighteousness because they believe they're above the law and they are gods in themselves. Yeah, the uh, Brett Kavanaugh situation is very concerning to me uh, because it is uh, one issue built upon another upon another. And we're going to go back and talk about Uvalde here in a second. But let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh. Um, so someone was uh, attempting to assassinate, break into his home and assassinate him, potentially his family as well. And, um, you know, that all has occurred as a result of the release, the improper and potentially illegal release of a draft opinion in a case that would potentially overturn Roe versus Wade and would kick back the responsibility for abortion to the states where it really belongs. And um, the liberal progressives across the United States have been so upset about that that you know they they basically doxed you know released the addresses of the conservative justices, which would allow this particular individual attempting to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh to know exactly where he lived. Um, it ha we have uh, the liberal progressives have you know put people. Um, out in front of his house protesting, and also the other conservative justices as well, protesting uh, and attempting to influence their votes when it comes to this potential overturn of Roe versus Wade. Um, so those are those are actually illegal acts, and the attempt to to uh, decapitate um, a part of the United States government, a Supreme Court justice, is truly an insurrection. Um, that yeah. that would be, uh, you know, insurrection is to try to overthrow the civil government by means of violence. And, you know, you're not having, this isn't January 6th where people went in uh, unarmed and, and, and rioted. This is an instance where they went, this individual went with the intention of killing yes. a sitting United States Supreme Court justice. Uh, that is the very definition of an attempted insurrection. So when you know the the Democrats have their show trial uh, and and put it on TV tomorrow, just understand that there's a real insurrection that's taking place, and it's taking place outside of Brett Kavanaugh and the conservative justices' homes. It's not uh, January 6th in the Capitol. Right, and and I, and I don't think many people are even going to watch it because they don't care. They'll be watching sporting venues, other programs, and they're more concerned about what it costs to fill up their gas tank and buy groceries at the store. And Cliff, and what you just said about this evil in this person's heart to go and kill Brett Kavanaugh, I think because of evil, it brings no satisfaction. It brings no hope. It brings no joy. And these euphoric, narcissistic, socialistic, progressive, left-wing, radical liberals cannot find satisfaction in their party because it's leading to nowhere. There's no plumb line and they have nothing to stand on. And therefore it creates rage and discontent in the only way that they can manifest their feelings and their actions against truth and righteousness is to attack it, to a silence free speech 
even to the point of somebody like this individual going to kill a Supreme Court justice. So now let's step back and take a, uh, a discussion a little bit about Uvalde and some of the other mass shootings that have taken place recently. They've been used by the liberal progressives to try to impose some further restrictions on law-abiding Americans. You know, everything that's really being discussed probably won't have uh, any impact on uh, reducing any sort of gun violence because the roots of gun violence are not to be found in restricting the rights of the average American citizen. It's just simply not going to happen. Right. Um, so, but, but it always is interesting to me that when we have these mass shootings, the very first thing that the liberal progressives come out and say is, well, we have to have more gun control. We have to have, you know, common sense gun control. You ask them what common sense gun control is, and they really can't define that just no more than they can define what an assault weapon is. But, um, you know, the, the thing that, uh, you know, the root causes, uh, aside from, I mean, truly the root cause of, of these mass shootings is evil, uh, but yeah, evil that's been assisted by certain things, you know, and, and we talked about those or just briefly ran through those. You know, the fact that most of these shooters are not religious, first of all. I mean, we, we talked last week about the fact that you and I, Jeff, talked about the the fact that, you know, you're not going to find a, a regular churchgoer um, in the group of mass shooters in the history of the world. It just doesn't yeah. happen. Um, so it's not church-going people that are actually committing the mass murders. The, uh, the other thing to consider here is that what we do know, uh, based upon things that have occurred, we know that the, the fact of uh, single-parent families, the lack of a, a male uh, influence in the household, um, you know, those are some of the things that are, uh, and the mental illness issues, those are the things that are, are the causes, um, at least of the, uh, you know, aside from evil, they're the causes of these mass shootings. And single-parent families and the lack of a male in the household are the direct result of liberal progressive policies. So yes. the reason why these liberal progressives want to, you know, change the uh, the conversation to, oh, it's all about the guns. If we take away your guns, we're going to have less violence uh, and we're going to have less mass shootings. No, it's they don't want to talk about the fact that it's their policies that have created these monsters that go out and do these mass shootings. It's yes. liberal progressive policies that have created this situation. And the only way you're going to undo that is to undo those liberal progressive policies that have created the situation. That's the only way you're going to do it. It's not going to be the Second Amendment or, or no. taking away guns from law-abiding citizens, you got to have some other mechanism, and it's taking, it, it's undoing the liberal progressive policies. Right, and we even said, evil is in the heart of man. Cain killed his brother Abel with a rock, a club, or his bare hands. There were no weapons then, but because of the evil in his heart, he slew his brother. So we're not going to do away with that. And what you're saying Cliff, as, as far as the Uvalde and the Second Amendment and the tragedy we had in the loss of these lives, it is based on the downfall of society and the progressives in their policies. And it's because they're human secularists 
that are existentialists that believe that that whether knowingly or unknowingly believe themselves to be above the law and to be almost gods themselves because they want to have the ability to decide every faction in their opinion what is right and wrong and not based on the pre principles and precepts found in God's holy word which was used to establish the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution. And that is why here at the American Constitutionalist, you and I talk every week that we need to get back to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution because that dissipates the federal government. It downsizes it. It spreads it back to the states and local communities where it should be and those local decisions should be, thereby taking away the power control and hopefully money back to the states and local communities to use amongst the needs in the states other than the federal government taking it and grafting off of it. And so that's the point we're talking about. We have to downsize the federal government, and get it back to the states. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is there going to be evil? Yes. But it's the best thing we can do as a human society to be moral and just the ultimate authority is God and he is the one that will have the final say in judgment the closer we can get to him the better it'll be yeah and one of the other things to keep in mind is that the uh, the idea of abortion at will is sort of a liberal progressive policy and um, when you have so many children that are killed in the womb yeah. you know you're, you cheapen life uh, and everyone gets to say, you know, gets to this belief that, you know, well, some life's not that important, apparently, and some life is more important. And uh, then where do you draw the line at? So, you know, when you cheapen life, yes, then it makes it becomes very easy for mass murders to take place because, you know, the, the society's not upholding the sanctity of life. They're cheapening it. And therefore, why do, why do they expect, you know, why do liberal progressives expect that people are going to, uh, you know, uh, not do mass shootings? I mean, they've set the environment up with the policies that they have uh, to create a situation where it's naturally going to occur. And then they want to blame the very people who are not you know, ever going to be involved in these shootings. They're going to punish the very people who are, you know, the bedrock of society that have pushed against these liberal progressive policies. Um, and so it's like the, the liberal progressives continue to want to move us further in their direction, move all of society further in their direction, which is just going to worsen the situation. They need to move back to, to more of the, you know, the religious freedoms and the, you know, the uh, having religion be more important and not not separating religion from schools or from the public square. Um, they need to put it in the public square. They need to put it in the schools. And then you would see less and less of these mass shootings. So it's just hypocrisy for liberal progressives to come out and say, we got to take away your guns in order to stop gun violence. When in fact, it's been their policies that have created the monsters that are doing the harm, the mass murders. 
There's enmity between God and Satan, good and evil. God created mankind. We are created in his image. You hear that? We are his creation. If you look at Genesis chapter one, he made everything good and he made it for our enjoyment. But Satan has been on a path ever since the fall of man, the sin he caused to destroy what God has made good. And that means destroying God's creation. I believe at conception, there's life. Because you take two living cells, a seed and a sperm, and they come together and life is created. Those are living organisms. And it's not just the heartbeat. And I think that's very important and valid. But if you want to go down to the basics, to me, it's at conception. And Satan is trying to destroy God's creation. And because of human secularism and the humanistic mindset of being their own God and Satan inspiring that and evil, our nation and our world is in moral and just decline because of a particular party. And there's some on both sides of the aisle that are so thirsty and selfish for money, power, and control, they will prostitute themselves and even what is right for that money, power, and control. Yep. The, another thing to consider here, um, one of the things to keep in mind here is that these liberal progressive policies and this human and secularism where they want to replace the individual uh, in place of God's, uh, you know, uh, God's position in this, um, in, in the world is this. And, and people don't seem to understand this. This is where it becomes, you know, very fundamental, goes back to the basis of the Constitution. And that is that the rights that we as Americans have did not come from the Constitution, did not come from the government, did not come from the states. It came from God. Yes. And those amendments basically are just prohibitions on what government can do to the rights that already existed that we were given by God. And if you take God out of the equation, what, do you, what rights do you have? Only those that man will give you. And if man gives you rights, man can take them away. It is our God-given inalienable rights. Given by God, protected by God, preserved by God. But man, evil, and Satan are at enmity with God and authority. And there is fraud, there is corruption, there is evil, there is sin in America and in the leadership of this nation on both sides of the aisles. And that's why we want to bring the control out of Washington, as it was intended to be, back to the states and local communities. And we need to do that to preserve this nation. You can believe it or not. It's your choice. It's your accountability. It's your responsibility. And in America, it's your religious freedom of choice. God allows you that freedom of choice, too. He wants you to choose him. But ultimately, it is your responsibility and accountability. That's why he says he stands at the door and knocks. He's not knocking the door down. He's not kicking it open. He's knocking. And only you 
can open the door to let God into your heart. So Cliff, the whole concept of the American constitutionalist, God doesn't need America, America needs God. And we have to get to the, back to the original intent meaning of the United States Constitution for us to survive. And we have to get back to God because if he takes his hand off of us, if he takes his blessing off of us, I don't care how rich we are, wealthy we are, or how big our military is, God's judgment will be coming and there's nothing we can do to stop it. The elections in 2022 and 2024, in our opinion, are the last chance for us to get it right. There is hope. There is a way for this nation to be saved. Our mantra verse, Exodus 18:21, select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Those are the ones that have the proper perspective of money, power, and control. Those who are the ones who know that leadership means being a servant. We need leaders of truth, character, and integrity to stand up for we the people. There is hope if our nation, if we put our faith and trust in God and return to being a Judeo-Christian nation built on the honesty, integrity, justice, and truth found in his word, the values, morality, foundational principles this great nation was built upon. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin and evil is a reproach to any people. We're asking you to please, please share this podcast with as many Americans as you can. Subscribe to it. It's free. It'll give you automatic updates to when a new podcast is uploaded. And folks, we need to pray, America. We need to get on our knees and pray as many times a day as we can because secular humanism and the quest for money, power, and control are claiming the very soul of America and its freedom. Will you stand with us at the American Constitutionalist? Spreading the word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Tokar, reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.